Good day, Marty Agather, TrustedChoice.com and Agency Nation here on Agency Nation Radio. And today I am joined by the CEO and co-founder of an amazing new company, uh, something that I think is going to blow your minds. It's called We Go Look. Robin Smith, say hello to our listeners. Hey, Marty. Hi, hey everyone. I'm really excited to be here and, and can't wait to talk. Yeah, so... I came across We Go Look, uh, as, as many of our listeners know, uh, we're, we're on the uh, internet all the time looking at, uh, you know, sort of what's going on out there in the insurance space. And, and I came across an article that you had written, promptly forgot exactly how the heck it all went. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to have to admit that. But then saw a second thing that you posted up and went, that's it right there. It's Robin at We Go Look. All right. So... Um, and, and we had a chance to talk last week or the week before and uh, just to sort of get to know each other. And I want you to explain to the listeners how you kind of came up with this really unique, creative and, and very powerful idea. Well, thank you. And I would love to. So started uh, forming the company late 2009. One of my friends was actually looking at a high-end projector on eBay but thought that the seller was misrepresenting it. And he simply said, you know, I wish I had someone to go look at that for me. And I thought, hey, everyone's buying on eBay. There's got to be a company that provides this type of service. Did some research, couldn't find anyone, and just thought it would be a great way to help people like you and I and the listeners out there uh, really mitigate our risk when purchasing something sight unseen, you know, online. So really went after the individual consumer marketplace first. Um, Took me about a year to build the platform uh, create the website, uh, recruit my first group of lookers, went after mobile notaries, uh, process servers, field inspectors, really with this, you know, let's dispatch someone on demand on our behalf so that we can capture photos, video, working demonstration. Let's say it's a pinball machine. You want to make sure it's working right. Take measurements, answer custom questions, and then deliver all of that information in a nice little electronic inspection report uh, arming consumers with more information than they otherwise would have access to. So it's kind of the genesis of the idea and um, how I went about that first year and, and launched came out of beta December 2010 with that product. So did you actually uh, get to help your friend buy the projector? <laughs> we actually beta tested. We actually hired a process server to uh, go out and look at that so to kind of see if it would work, and it did. Um, we even sent that process server the check, and he took possession of it and uh, shipped it. So it was a perfect test case. <laughs> All right. Well, so the, so idea comes to fruition. I love it. All right. So so you you said I think you started kind of the idea came in two thousand nine and two thousand a year later you'd you'd done a bunch of work. Take us from that point, sort of where you uh, had the inklings of a business idea. You're beginning to build out um, a network of mm-hmm. I think you call them lookers. So, <laughs> yep. uh, so, so, so walk me through that process and sort of bring me up to uh, where we are today. Yeah, so, you know, it was a, a lot of just thinking and working through the different use cases that first year and recruiting strategies. And, of course, I was bootstrapping, so it took me quite a while. It was myself and a developer that was, um, you know, doing all the work. Um, and I naively thought once I launched that, Um, if eBay heard about it or I could get it out to a few news outlets, that people would really love this service because it's truly a beneficial service um, with so many scammers. Yeah. The the world would beat a path to your door, right? Oh, yeah. I thought, oh, hey, 
uh, that didn't happen at all. <laughs> surprise, <laughs> so, surprise. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> and not only that, I realized when I launched that it was really a product that didn't fit into any category. And this was before Uber, before the sharing economy. People really knew what that was. Um, and so we weren't really a field services company. We weren't really an inspection company. We didn't fit into any category. So even if you're online trying to tag it, <laughs> it was difficult. So I, I really started resorting to some very guerrilla type marketing, uh, SEO type work, um, and, and started receiving inbound organic leads from that. Of course, that took a little bit of time. Uh, from mid-sized banks and businesses that needed a nationwide footprint with this customized reporting feature. And that really kind of made me go, okay, you know what? I need to possibly focus on B2B. There's there's more business there. Um, you know, it's repeat business. They're paying the bill, and it will be the same type of report every time. Um, and, and just as a side note, we are eBay Motors' official inspection arm, so my it, which I love, just to take it full circle. Uh, it took me about five years, but we we are officially on all of the eBay Motors listings for individuals. So we still help the individual, but we definitely pivoted. And, and I learned as an entrepreneur to listen to my customers and um, really went after that B2B uh, business at that time. Tran um, translate that for my listeners. So you are eBay Motors uh I don't know what you said, inspector, whatever. <laughs> Tell me how that Inspection, works. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so you can just go to any listing that's on eBay Motors. So if you're looking at a car or an RV or a watercraft motorcycle, if you look on the actual listing of that asset, inside each listing will say there's a text line that says "Order an inspection report from We Go Look," and you click on it, and it takes you to our website. All so right. it's exciting. So yeah, so, we get a so so your looker then will go out and take a look at the vehicle that I want to buy and make mm -hmm. sure that it doesn't have that it's not crashed or or that it actually starts or whatever. Right, and not just that, but I mean it's uh, you know there are a lot of scammers out there that can make some very official looking listings. So you have people that are misrepresenting items um, all the time, and and so it's a nice little easy way to just verify before you buy frankly, um, and send a deposit um, and make sure that the asset is in its current condition as, as it shows. Excellent. So, Excellent. yeah. So you said something there that uh, I, I want to draw back before we sort of take this to the next step, and that is really um, the sharing economy, right? So, yes. so, so you're kind of a pioneer in the sharing economy, and that is, frankly, um, it, it's a hot topic. It's sort of a scary topic. There's, you know, any number of things that we're not going to get into here that uh, causes our primary listening audience, insurance agents, a ton of angst, right? Because I want to loan, uh, I want to loan <laughs> my house to somebody I've never met before who's flying in from, you know, Luxembourg or something, and uh, that that freaks them out. But but talk to me. Give me some some sort of uh, your thoughts on the sharing economy, how it plays. Uh, in today's world and, and sort of where you think that might be going? Sure. So to me, the sharing economy is um, really leveraging an unused asset. Um, so in our case, it's it's this time of, of a very contingent workforce. If you take Uber, they're leveraging uh, the vehicle and driver's time. Uh, Airbnb leveraging an unused room or home. 
And I think that the sharing economy um, does take some adoption. You have to really want to be out there and try it. And I think everyone has uh, different experiences. Um, but it's definitely here to stay for, for a couple of reasons. It's become very, very popular. And if you take the millennials, um, they're uh, much more apt to be open to these type of, um, I would say, uh, relationships. Because, I mean, their entire life they've grown up talking with the Internet to, uh, for example, my oldest son, um, ever since he's been, you know, a teenager, around the world, he's on these teams with other people um, online, you know, and they all know each other, but they've never met. And I think that it's just accepted more in that culture to, uh, you know, look at something online and, and go check it out. But it's definitely here to stay. I think people love it. Um, if you used Uber or Airbnb, they've both disrupted the industries that they're in pretty much overnight. Airbnb has more rooms than any hotel chain in the world. You know, um, it's pretty amazing and impressive. They wouldn't be doing that if people didn't adopt it uh, and like the service. Yeah, I think I think the real power to, to, to what you said is 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 as the owner of an asset, it allows me the flexibility to and the potential income source mm -hmm. to uh, utilize it when I don't need it, right? But, exactly. But the flip side of it is, from the consumer perspective, I have access to products and services that I don't own, so therefore I can broaden or improve my position by using somebody else's home or their car in the case of Uber, right? And, it, and it's a much better user experience. Think about it. You can summon an Uber using your phone. You don't have to talk to anyone. You don't have to wait outside in the cold. You can see exactly when they're arriving. You see who it's going to be. You don't have to pay once you're in the cab, or I mean, not the cab, in the car like you would a cab. Um, it's They utilize technology to, to create this better customer experience, and that's really kind of what we have adopted here as well. We really create um, new work process flows for our clients utilizing technology very much like an Uber or Airbnb uh, coming in, creating a better customer experience uh, in a more efficient manner. So I, I think it's great. So that's great, Robin. Tell me a little bit about uh, how the user experience is for both the looker and the consumer when one of your clients contracts with you to have some work done. Sure. So it's it's pretty neat. Let's let's take since we're talking to insurance executives, um, a carrier for example. So uh, claim handler places an order to dispatch one of our lookers to take post accident vehicle photos or scene inspection photos. Our um, customer service team internally will reach out to the policyholder and help schedule that appointment and verify uh, order information is accurate. We find out at that time if. We need to send um, a multilingual looker or someone with a special skill set. Maybe it's a, a no, public notary. And then our platform begins to solicit the lookers that are in that area that match that criteria of the order. Um, and they receive a mobile notification via our WeGoLook app that's available on uh, iOS and Android. And they're able to quickly see if they want to claim that order. They find out. You know, sometimes if it's pre-scheduled, it will show the time of the appointment, what it's for, and how much it pays. And our looker is able to accept or pass on the order. And um, 
it goes every 90 seconds to the looker that's next best qualified. Um, and so that's how the experience is on the looker side. On the customer side, let's say it's a, a seller for an eBay vehicle, or again, it's um, a, a policy holder. We will reach out to them with our order verification team here in Oklahoma City, and we let them know who we are, you know, why we're calling. Uh, we let them know which asset it's on. So if it's for a vehicle or or for a property, we verify asset information. We kind of let them know, you know, when is the best time for us to come out? Do you want us to meet you at your home or place of business? And that's really the the first touch there for the customer. Excellent. So that sort of walks us through the example, but but you you sort of hit the nail on the head, which is a significant portion of your business now is being generated in the insurance industry, which is obviously mm-hmm. which is obviously why uh, you know you kind of popped into my attention. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's talk a little bit about how a carrier sort of standardizes to make sure that that they're going to get what they need in order, sure. you know, at, during that inspection or that look. Sure. So, so what happened? I'll have to take you back just one step. You know, when we were talking about kind of pivoting from the individual consumer um, customer to that more of what I would call a traditional field services vendor, but one that's on demand. To now, we've developed along with our technology, um, this very customized solution to become part of the process where we're actually augmenting or supplementing a field force. So again, we're able to help the individual, like I said, on eBay Motors, we're still able to act as a traditional field services vendor. We can perform these property inspections, fleet auto inspections. But where the, the real paradigm shift occurs is within the carrier's organization or let's say a bank's organization. I can give you both examples Um, and what we do is we work with the carrier on their very specific request. So let's say it is for, uh, auto photos. They let us know, okay, we need to have measurements taken this way. We need 25 specific questions answered. Here they are. We need these exact 25 photos. And I'm just throwing this out there. It could be hundreds. It could be 10. Um, it's completely customizable. And all of that is added into our platform and therefore pushes out to um, the mobile app where our lookers are able to follow those exact instructions and submit that exact data as instructed through the mobile app. We also have a Lessonly platform where we help with some uh, survey documents, you know, photo guides, things like that. But um, we, we go through this process in our onboarding phase of really going through these schemas and reports, we can take any company's current inspection report and put it into our, into our platform. It's no problem. We also love the idea of being able to personalize that and tell everybody, you know, act like it's Christmas. Let me know if you could create the most ideal inspection report, or maybe it's for a custom task. It's for, we'll say it's for total loss. You need our looker to go to a UPS access point, pick up the check, pick up all the uh, relevant paperwork. Uh, deliver it to the policyholder and sign it. You know, let us know what that workflow looks, what that looks like. We create that um, and put it into our platform. So that's kind of how they get that same and consistent delivery back to your question is because it's all done the same way through our mobile app. And then we have a quality assurance team here in Oklahoma City that reviews every report. Uh, we look for, you know, photos that might be too uh, blurry or taken when it was too dark. 
and we will redo those before even sending over to the client if needed, um, just just to help ensure that overall quality. So that's how the same and consistent data is collected and submitted and delivered to the customer. In fact, we have many customers that want to license our mobile app to put in the hands of their own people and even their own policyholder because it's the same data captured all the way throughout the process. And of course, we house all of the data in the same location as well. We have a data repository. It's a library, really, of all the reports that uh, anyone can access at one time. So that's, that's how we do it. So, Robin, that brings up a very interesting point that you told me about uh, last week, and that is the fact that none of this data is uh, held locally. It's, uh, it's actually just transmitted, or explain that. Sure. So, of course, we send all of the data. We deliver it back to the customer via API or email capture system or to the claim file or, or to a team or just to an email address. It really depends on how the client wants us to deliver it. But we also house it. We obviously use um, just Amazon, um, the basically the cloud, to house our data. Um, so at any time, we can pull you know the original files that we need to if there's any kind of dispute. But... Um, but yeah, it keeps us from having to have the servers on site, and and also it 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 is immediately removed from the um, looker's phone, which is the critical part. Oh right? yeah, our security is amazing. So of course we had to uh, with some of the clients that we work for, uh, we've gone through some some very heavy audits and SSA sixteen SOC type two certifications and audits. So uh, absolutely, so all of the data that is captured by our app is never stored on the agents or I'm sorry the looker's phone it's actually uh, cached within the app and deleted upon submission excellent so that 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 makes sure that uh, that very um, sort of private data is kept secure so that's a good thing right and they only receive the pertinent information on the order they don't they never know like a policy number we don't know a policy number but they never know like a claim number uh, and of course, all the photos are are geo tagged and time and date stamped all within the metadata. So we have a lot of information on those photos, but uh, we we never pass along any uh, private information. So one of the things I think that our audience is going to be very interested in the fact is that um, as cool as this idea is, you and I aren't the only two people who think it's a really great idea, <laughs> right? So. Um, I want uh, I want you to share your big news with our audience. I would love to uh, share my big news, and this was a pretty emotional decision for me because we'd actually been looking for we've been going through a Series B round for funding because we really wanted to expand internationally, add some language processing tools to our uh, mobile technology, create a an entire sales team to really get out there. So we, we were looking for some expansion dollars and uh, Crawford and company, which is the world's uh, one of the world's largest third party administrators of claims uh, came to us and actually acquired 85% of my company um, last week. <laughs> and it's very, very exciting for us because the partnership really um, will allow for some true innovation within the, the insurance in industry, but also help take us to the 70 countries that they're in and help provide some of those resources that uh, we could really utilize, especially within the insurance industry, uh, but also the other verticals that were involved in the, you know, finance, banking, automotive. 
Um, so we're super excited. They've created an um, entire um, innovation arm there at Crawford. Um, in, in fact, we are actually, I don't know if you know who their um, director of innovation is in Frazier, but he is um, actually going to be uh, my new boss. So that I'm, and it, it would it's a good decision for me to have one. <laughs> um, so you know that they're amazing, and we're very very impressed with their leadership team um, there. So we're actually the first company they've created a whole arm called Crawford Innovative Ventures. Um, and again, Ken is the EVP Chief Strategy and Development Officer there, and um, so he's very forward thinking. And excited about, you know, the future of insurance. And I think that's that's what's important here is he's looking at all the different ways and different companies that can work together to bring true innovation and change um, to companies so that you don't end up like some of the fintech companies did. Well, congr- excited. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I can understand why. Congratulations on that. Uh, that Thank is just you. Absolutely fabulous news. Uh, just goes to show that all that hard work uh, pays off, right? Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if 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 uh, any of our listeners are interested and they wanted to learn more about WeGoLook, how would you have them connect with your company? Well, they can they can always email me directly. I don't mind giving that out over the air. It's just Robin R O B I N at WeGoLook.com. But we also have if they go to our website. Uh, we go look.com. There are different areas they can choose which bucket they would want information on and fill out the uh, learn more button and or click on it and fill out the form. Um, so it's pretty simple to reach us. Uh, of course, you know, I'd love to link in with, with multiple people also. Just uh, search for me there and would love to connect. Perfect. Well, I want to encourage our listeners. This is this is the kind of thing that can really begin to separate you. I mean, think about this. Instead of putting one of your salespeople in a car to go out and get a signature, um, have a looker do that for you. You need mm-hmm. to do an inspection for a carrier on a on a piece of property before they're willing to bind. Uh, that's something that a looker could do for you. So this, these are the kind of things that are going to move our industry into the next generation. And these are the kind of services that you need to open your mind to, to be, to be willing to um, investigate and more importantly employ so that you can continue to focus on what differentiates you from the pack, which is your expertise and getting, the, uh, getting those things that require your personal uh, involvement done rather than spending three hours in a car. Right, exactly. You're, do, do the $500 hour work, not the $15 hour work. There you go. That's great. That's great advice, Robin. <laughs> Thank you ever so much for your time today. Yeah. Uh, I look forward to uh, the next time we chat, and I'm sure we'll bump into each other out on the uh, road somewhere. Fantastic. Okay, well, thanks, Marty. Have a good Take one. Take care. Bye now. You too. Bye.